Welcome to Cases and Controversies, a legal podcast by Bloomberg Law. I'm Jordan Rubin. I'm Kimberly Robinson. This is our SCOTUS sneak peek for the week of March 25th the second week of the March sitting. The court will hear two of the bigger cases of the term on partisan gerrymandering and agency deference. But before those arguments on Tuesday and Wednesday, we have a couple cases on Monday. Kimberly, what's up first on Monday? Well, actually, agency deference is up first on Monday. No, it's not. No, it is, actually. So in addition to the big hour deference case that the Supreme Court's going to hear later in the week, PDR Network versus Carlson and Harris Chiropractic also deals with the deference Uh. that is <laughs> that agencies get. But this one is a little more of a specialty kind of deference. Oh. So this involves the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which allows individuals to sue someone who sends them an unsolicited fax. And Carlton and Harris Chiropractic's says that's exactly what PDR Network sent it, was an unsolicited fax when it offered to give them kind of a free rundown of the latest prescriptions that PDR puts together and you know people pay to be in this mm-hmm. in this list that they offer, PDR offers up for free. So the district court said that isn't actually an unsolicited fax and it did so by kind of looking at the traditional agency deference analysis that goes on under Chevron and this is really kind of a two-step process where you look to see, you know, is the statute ambiguous ambiguous. And then if it is, then you move on to say, well, is the agency's interpretation a reasonable one? And if it is, then the court's supposed to defer to the agency. But here, uh, the lower court said the Telephone Consumer Protection Act isn't ambiguous. And Mm. so I'm not going to defer to this 2006 interpretation that basically had said that an unsolicited fax can be something that provides, offers stuff up at no cost. But the Fourth Circuit reversed. And they said that might be fine under traditional Chevron factors. But when we're dealing with the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, the Hobbs Act actually comes in. And that limits judicial review for the interpretation under the TCPA to only within 60 days and only in the circuit courts. So the Fourth Circuit said that the district court had no authority to engage in the traditional Chevron analysis, and it should have just, you know, applied the FCC's interpretation of unsolicited facts. So that's a PDR as it comes up to the Supreme Court. That's the first case that the court will hear on Monday. Uh, Jordan, tell us what's up next. Okay, so the second case on Monday is Dutra Group against Batterton. And the issue there is whether punitive damages can be awarded to a Jones Act seaman in a personal injury suit alleging a breach of the general maritime duty to provide a seaworthy vessel. You got that? Uh, I actually, yes, I got that. So totally. Batterton was a deckhand on a vessel owned by Dutra Group, and he allegedly suffered a bad hand injury, and he thinks he has damages that should be awarded to him. But the problem is when it comes to punitive damages in a case like this, there's a circuit split on whether someone can get that specific type of damages in this situation. And so the Supreme Court is going to try to resolve that split in this case. Right. You know, whenever I hear all these like Jones Act seamen Mm -hmm. and like deckhands, I always feel like I'm like in the 1800s. Yeah, exactly. So this... um, Did this happen in the 1800s? This happened probably more recently than that. I didn't... Um, 1900s? This was at least in the 1900s, possibly the the 2000s. It was... 
a more recent case, and it's a person who is alive, I think, and so he's trying to get those those damages so he can still use them while he's alive. I'm kind of fizzling out here. Um, <laughs> well, this is an interesting case. It actually is because it's all yeah. about the fact that this isn't actually the seaworthiness isn't actually a Jones Act claim. It's kind of a judge made claim. And that's why the issue of punitive damage is kind of up in the air. Right. Yeah. So it's a big deal in the, the maritime admiralty law world. And so this is something that people who deal with those cases are going to want to watch closely. And then the biggest case probably of the week and possibly of the term is on Tuesday, March 26th in partisan gerrymandering. Kimberly, what's up with those cases? Right. So um, these are actually two cases, um, both which have been up at the Supreme Court before. Rocho versus Common Cause comes out of North Carolina. And the Supreme Court actually didn't hear argument in that case, but it sent um, it back down to the lower courts to do kind of a a new review after it sent back uh, the second case that the court's going to hear that day, Lamone versus Benesek. Lamone versus Benesek comes out of Maryland. And this is actually the third time that this case in some iteration is going to be argued at the Supreme Court, all done by Mayor Brown's Michael Kimberly, who way back when he first argued this, it was his first argument as an associate. Um, wow. So now been made a partner and argued many other cases. So, so it's been going on for a little while. It's been going on for a long time. And actually, the issue of partisan gerrymandering has been kind of lingering at the court for, you know, several decades. And, you know, the question isn't whether or not partisan gerrymandering itself is illegal under the Constitution, but what, if anything, the courts can do about it. And so for 30 years, the court... And really, um, Justice Kennedy um, has been looking for kind of an easily manageable standard to judge when partisan gerrymandering, you know, goes too far and separate it from kind of the run of the mill partisanship that you would expect to take place in redistricting, given that, you know, it's legislatures who are the ones who are drawing these maps. They're they're partisan. They're going to be some partisans. Right. So we seem to be kind of closing in on, you know, specific ways in which courts can uh, police these things and actually both in both of these cases, the North Carolina one and the Maryland one, the lower courts, these are actually special three judge district court panels, said that they had provided a manageable standard and that they they did run afoul of those standards. Um, and so it struck down both the congressional districts in North Carolina and Maryland. Interestingly, the one in Maryland, uh, the opinion was written by Judge Niemeyer on the Fourth Circuit, who sits on the Fourth Circuit, mm-hmm. but he was on the special three-judge panel. And he's not really, um, you know, known for his liberal tendencies. Yeah, he's a conservative dude. Um, so, uh, you know, the Supreme Court tends to pay close attention to his opinion. So it will be interesting to see you know, how they how they deal with that. But all eyes had been on Justice Kennedy. And I think, you know, there's a sense that now all eyes are on Justice Kavanaugh and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And make sure to listen to our deep dive episode where we talked to advocates on both sides of this issue, which we'll also put a link to for you guys to check out. If Although you already. last time we promised them that we'd put a picture of you in your bird shirt and we didn't. So I not. We're, we're working on that. I'll have to wear it to a future podcast, unfortunately. Or you, you could just wear it to an oral argument and we'll that's true i'll see i'd have to go in like regularly the regular line um stay tuned for that maybe happening but probably not (laughs) um but you should check out our deep dive episode we talked with you know one of these cases had originally come out of wisconsin so we talked to misha stalin who was the solicitor general there and argued the case as well as paul smith who argued the case on the other side in the wisconsin case and um, both are involved in the north carolina one too so it's a really good episode yeah 
check that out. So Wednesday, now, the other the other agency. What difference. I learned during this podcast is the second agency difference case this week, <laughs> which, I, which is the bigger one, probably. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Unsolicited facts. That's a big problem in in on this on podcast. Maritime eighteen hundred. I don't know. All right. Kaiser. So Kaiser against Wilkie. The issue there is whether the Supreme Court should overrule Auer against Robbins and Bowles against Seminole Rock and Sand Company. And those cases direct courts to defer to an agency's reasonable interpretation of its own ambiguous regulation. So what happened in this case, it was a Marine who was denied benefits from the VA. And at issue is the precedent commonly called Auer deference uh, based on the name from that case, Auer, um, which again, says courts should defer to agencies' interpretations of their own regulations. And this case is a big deal, obviously, because it's calling straight up for the court to decide whether to overrule a precedent, uh, which is a pretty important precedent because it has an impact not just on cases like this one from the VA, but on all types of issues involving regulation like environmental issues. Mm -hmm. And so this case is going to have impact beyond, again, just the type of regulations at issue here, but regulations generally... um, We've seen this is sort of part of, I think, kind of a more of a conservative project kind of against the so-called administrative state. And so this case could be one step in a direction towards defeating that so-called administrative state. Yeah, I think a lot of people see it as kind of a precursor to a later challenge to um, the Chevron deference that we were talking about earlier, which is kind of more foundational, can touch a little bit more on separation of powers um, than this hour deference. But exactly. It is very very interesting. I say that without sarcasm. I, it is very interesting. Yes. And so we'll see what the court does in that one. Well, I think that's it. I think we covered everything and you guys are all caught up on uh, this week's arguments at the Supreme Court. As always, you can follow along with the latest Supreme Court news at news.bloomberglaw.com. Thanks so much for listening. Do we want to tell them about the next one? No, I said thanks for listening. That's it. We have to end it now. Okay. Okay, the next one. What are we going to do over the next week? Going to recap the March sitting. That's right. So we're taking a new, uh, we're adding a new episode into our regular mix where we're going to kind of recap what happened during the sitting. And we're going to have a guest. She was formerly the assistant to the Solicitor General, Elaine Goldenberg. She's currently at Munker Tolls with former Solicitor General Donald Verrilli. And she's going to join us just to recap uh, what went on, not only in the cases that we just talked about today, but also last week's cases, which were really interesting. Even caught the interest of Justice Thomas. Yeah, so we'll have more on that on the next episode, so be sure to tune in. Okay, thanks for listening. Thank you. See you guys next week. No, you can't. After I say thanks for listening, that's it.